Welcome, everyone, to the fourth and long NFL podcast. This is Sajil, and my co-host is Eddie, and we'll be covering all the all the no it, all the news basically from week eight of the NFL, or sorry, week seven results, and obviously previewing week eight. Now, we've started this Chase the Borough for very good reasons, and uh, we will explain as we go along. Let's get stuck in. Obviously, you know, first and foremost, thanks everyone for tuning in. Give us a follow, give us a like, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy the show. Let's uh, begin with the top of the list, uh, Joe Flacco joining the New York Jets. You want to start us off there, Eddie? Yeah, so it looks like um, Philly have traded the third stringer to um, back to the New York Jets. This is um, going to go on. A, they're actually getting something out of this too. They're getting a sixth rounder, but it can be boosted to a fifth round pick um, depending on his playing time. Comes in dire need for the Jets since uh, Wilson's injured, and um, I think it was Mike White came on as their replacement QB, Ooh. which is. <laughs> exactly. Never good I mean, when it's a rookie backing that? up a rookie. Who is that? I have no idea, but Flacco is only good news for the Jets. I mean, he brings a lot of experience, uh, a lot of uh, veteran presence as well, which I think is something that the Jets actually need. You know, uh, based off what they've done this season, they don't seem to have a lot of leadership in that team. Uh, Zach Wilson obviously being out is huge for them. You know, their rookie number one gun quarterback who they expected to lead the franchise. But I think Flacco will settle in nicely and I think he'll perform better than Wilson, if I'm completely honest. I mean, I know he's old and, you know, whatnot. Still got an arm. He can still, still throw. throw. Mm, he can probably throw better than Wilson. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, there was uh, Corey Davis and Jamison Crowder are going to uh, benefit from that. And we'll see them probably perform a lot better moving forward. Something definitely to monitor moving forward. And look, I mean, you can't really do much worse than Mike White. So <laughs> uh, good on the Jets for, you know, making that trade to get Flacco, uh, even if it costs them a little bit. But Hey, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, to be fair, they're probably looking at bottom, bottom, bottom of the league really this, this season. I mean, if the Texans have anything to say about it, but yeah, look, I mean, that's all we really want to cover. I think in that regard, you know, the Jets are pretty trash. So you know, we'll we'll get to we'll get to the mighty Patriots beating them this week. But uh, let's move on now to the uh, Deshaun Watson trade. You updated me today, actually, with uh, with the Deshaun Watson trade. I was uh, obviously traveling throughout New Zealand region and um, wasn't able to stay up to date with it. Uh, so if you want to cover me, actually, on uh, what, what Deshaun Watson has done, I knew there was trade rumors midweek about him moving and his only destination that he desired was really the Dolphins. I know the Eagles had a play with him and he declined because he didn't want to go there. So what's, what's the news on uh, Deshaun Watson, man? So Deshaun's willing to waive his no-trade clause um, wow. for the Dolphins, which wow. is massive. That's one of four, t- uh, t- I think it's only 11 players that have a no-trade clause. Oh, he's a star. He's a stud. I mean, like this so, is Watson we're talking about. But that is on a condition. Basically, 
what the NFL's come out and said, there's not enough reason to put him on a no playlist as yet. But the Do- Dolphins owner has come out and said that he is not interested in letting him play until he beats these uh, allegations, these accusa- accusations in court. Yeah. So he's not accepting a settlement. So that'll be interesting. So there's no chance he's going to be playing before trade deadline. Um, because this will all have to happen within the next couple of days. And I like that's a very small chance. So most likely 2022, Sean Watson's at the Dolphins, um, tour, uh, rumors going back over to Washington. Um, so yeah, Washington. I mean, I don't think, I don't think that's a bad spot for, uh, for tour. Uh, he still gets weapons, you know, he still gets Terry McLaurin. He still gets Curtis Samuel. Still gets um, Logan Thomas, the tight end. And he also gets, obviously, Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick. Their backroom is not bad. Uh, it's, it's not a bad spot for him to land. Dolphins yeah, it's just, a bit of just linked at the moment, but I would say that's where he'll end up. It looks okay. like it's going to be like a three-trade. Three-team um, trade, yeah. Yeah, three-team trade. Um, it looks like the Texans are probably going to come out of here. You know, they're going to come out with a ton of draft picks, ton of cap room left so you know big rebuild phase for them man if this trade goes through it'll be it'll be huge because watson with all his stuff going on i mean i i I initially thought when when this when all this you know negative news came out about uh, the massage therapy stuff i thought you know he he requested a trade i was like this seems awfully fishy you know awfully fishy that he requests a trade and these allegations just come out of nowhere. But, you know, having about 20-odd, you know, separate cases filed against you is pretty huge. So I don't know whether he's going to get over this easily. All I know is that there's a long road ahead for Watson playing in the NFL again. And the reason that I I personally, personally, I feel that the reason the NFL hasn't taken action is because he's not actually playing. Once he actually decides to play, I feel like the NFL will take action because they would definitely want to avoid a PR nightmare, which is what this would be if he played. Yeah, I can't see. Um, I can't see him playing this year. Not at all. Yeah. So yeah. it's a bit of a moot point, but it's interesting to see boy, where the Dolphins are sort of looking. They've sort of fallen short, I think, a little bit on where they wanted to be. Um, it's not like two are playing bad, you know? Yeah, it's just I think they want a little bit more. It's a bit like the Panthers, right? You know, if you're quarterback, quarterback. Yeah. yeah, if you're not like an A or an S tier quarterback, instantly, um, there's no need for you, really. Mm. Mm. So oh. that's sort of just where the league's at. So it's interesting that it doesn't really matter what you do off the field, as long as you've got talent, someone's going to want you. Yeah, no, fair enough. All right, let's, uh, let's move forward then. Uh, I've got the Green Bay COVID issue. Now, I, I, I earmarked the game coming up this week uh, with the Packers and the Cardinals is probably the game of the week, which I was very, 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 very excited about. Unfortunately, that's kind of been scuppered with the COVID list that, you know, I've seen, I don't know if there's any more, but I've seen Devonte Adams and, um, and Lazard have, have been put into the COVID list and obviously they'll be out for the weekend, which kind of sucks. It seems like Aaron Rodgers is going to be throwing to himself this weekend. Yeah, so 
Lazard's actually out because he's unvaccinated and he's a close contact of Adams. If he was hmm. vaccinated, he would be playing. I see. So this is bad management by the Packers here. You should get all your players vaccinated. Just go and get it done. No, because... I agree. I agree. But I mean, Lazard, almost similar to what Cam Newton did last week, just, just got vaccinated, right? So yeah. I don't know. So I don't I mean... even know if Lazard can get vaccinated like soon now. Would he have no. to wait? Who knows? I mean, you know, you even if you got vaccinated, I think because you're a close contact, you potentially could be asymptomatic regardless or symptomatic. So they'd have to go through their COVID wave period before they would allow you to play. Um, yeah, he has tested negatively twice, but they still won't let him play. So, yeah, man. so it's a massive, it's a massive knock against the Packers this weekend because you got huge. seven, seven and no Cardinals versus six and one Packers. Well, I'll guarantee that I'll guarantee that you know Robert Tonyan and Randall Cobb will probably handle the bulk of the receiving work. I think you're going to see a lot of uh, AJ Dillon and you're going to see a lot of Aaron Jones this weekend. Because they, they're pretty much starved for offensive talent, I think, this weekend, which which sucks because, again, this was my game of the week and I was very excited to watch this game. Unfortunately, it's not going to pan out as I would have hoped. Uh, so, you know, let's see what happens. Yeah, well, it rolls on nicely to the next point, which um, puts another damper on this game, is that JJ Watt is potentially out for s- shoulder surgery for the rest of the season. He was hurt wow. during the last game. And um, hurt, he played through, which is probably what he shouldn't have done. No. Um, and and now he could potentially be out for the rest of the season, which is a massive Damn. knock to the Cardinals because he That's must bring huge. tons to the locker room. Oh, bring tons to the locker room. He's he's a great, you know, uh, he's a great passer. the field as well. You know, he's yeah, I mean, he's he's a veteran presence. He's so much more than. So much more than what people realize. And he, he was so good for the Texans for so long. It's too bad that franchise is a dumpster fire that, you know, they couldn't put anything together around Watson anyway. And that's huge for the Cardinals losing Watt. Um, I don't, their defense is still elite, but they lose a lot of presence there. Uh, is, that, just, is, that um, confirmed? is that confirmed that he's having season-ending shoulder surgery? likely to undergo likely out for the season so this is adam Schefter coming out this is only maybe seven hours ago so i mean he's pretty reliable to see the next couple of days yeah i would say that most likely um, his injuries have kind of buggered his last maybe five years 100 yeah it's not like he's a it's not like he's a spring chicken you know yeah this is definitely um pretty typical for what to miss a couple of games but, yeah, but to miss the whole season is pretty rough. At least three months, which is done. Especially so, when he see. just left the Texans and was trying to rebuild his sort of career. Basically, that's kind of it's kind of shit, you know. When you when you're lucky enough, obviously, try and win a ring. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty rough. Yeah. So no, not good news for that game. But it's still going to be one of the games of the week for sure. No, I. Yep, it's definitely one to tune into. I think game of the week has changed for me, but we'll we'll definitely get on to that uh, eventually. Mm-hmm. The game of the week. All right, let's uh, let's slowly move on then to the Broncos and the Browns, the Thursday night football game. Got a couple of things. Obviously, Case Keenum, the uh, the old Steed, decided to uh, have a start 
uh, due to Baker not being able to play. And uh, Dearness Johnson with a massive monster game, really. 22 carries, 146 yards, and one rushing touchdown. What a good performance. Um, Broncos escape with a three-point narrow victory, 70-14. to 14. All I can say is the Broncos look pretty rubbish. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, nothing special. I don't think he's really proving himself this season. And I'm, I'm pretty sure they can't wait to get Judy back this coming week. Yeah, Bridgewater struggled. Um, he looked really bad first half, looked injured, came out in the second half, got a touchdown first drive. But apart from that, there wasn't much to take away from this game, apart from Cleveland's where the running backs live, apparently. <laughs> and whatever they're doing there is pretty good. Oh, I mean, so they're a run-first football team, right? So, yeah. you know, they, they, they would run all day if they had the option. And they have pretty much plugged and played Dionis Johnson into that chub or Kareem Hunt role, which is currently unoccupied. It'll be interesting to see where he ends up next year because most likely they won't be able to hold on to him if Dionis he keeps Johnson playing. Talking and, about? Yeah, yeah, Dionis Johnson, yeah, if he starts playing well. Yeah, well, and I mean, if he, even, if, even if he has like five or six like starts or even just appearances and he plays well for half of them, he'll get picked up by someone else. I agree. So yeah. it's good for, good for him. Yep, great for him. All right, let's move on then to the Chiefs and the Titans. Well, 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 well. Um, look, Patrick Mahomes struggled again. Their defense struggled again. I mean, we 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 storied this a few weeks ago, and and I did say that you know I don't believe that the Chiefs will be top of that division. I believe the Chargers will be top of that division. And my prediction, I think, is pretty much coming through. I mean, the Chiefs aren't able to sort out their defense. The offense was not able to get going against the Titans defense, which was kind of crazy to me. And, you know, my guy that I have in my fantasy team, Mr. A.J. Brown, finally had a great bounce back game. Eight receptions, 133 yards and one touchdown. Can't ask for more from the lad. Uh, Brian Tannehill's finding his feet again after a real tough start to the season. And, yeah, the Chiefs just continue to struggle. It's, it's kind of crazy, really, don't you think? Yeah, it's um tough when you've got a guy like Henry and you've got to put a guy on him all the time. So it leaves it man-to-man. And Kansas secondary is no chop against Tennessee's wide receivers, so they had a day. You definitely see what the Titans are doing there. They came with a very good game plan to go up against them. Mahomes' biggest issue is that he's trying to play to compensate for their shit defense. Yeah. Um, and he's making heaps of mistakes and they're going back on the field way too often and it's yeah. just really bad. They're not holding on to the football long enough as an offense and the defense can't take people off the field either or get any yeah. points. It's it's super one-sided at the moment. Yeah, it's a recipe for disaster, really. Yeah, Mahomes is still like getting up there with passing yardage and oh. that sort of thing. And, I mean, like, by no means still, is he a terrible quarterback. Like He's still nah. an elite quarterback. You know, like he's, he's just still... playing really bad. He's playing really, really bad. He's yeah. trying to force things, and yeah. usually it would flip their way. But like Kelsey's still playing really well. He's he's still getting like six, seven receptions a game, but he hasn't even cracked over a hundred yards in four games. So like that says to me that something's not working if you can't even get him going. Yeah, well, it's it just it just baffles me that. You know, I mean, losing 27-3 to the Titans, I mean, you only scored three points. That's kind of crazy for the Chiefs, who I've known 
since Patrick, since the Patrick Mahomes era, to be able to score at will, really, on any opponent, doesn't matter who. So, well, who are who are the Titans though? They lost to the Jets. Agreed, but I mean they are turning it around. I think they're they're, they're turning a corner, which. You know, they had a really rough start to the season, but they've got a few wins on the trot now. I, I'd be wary of them moving forward, to be fair. They do have a very good team. Obviously, their defense is not elite, yeah, poor, but they have defense. playmakers. So, yep. you know, I mean, that's all that you need. So, uh, I, I believe, yeah, they're one to watch. Uh, and the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, obviously, he, he took that massive hit late in the game and they had to obviously take him out, and Chad Henney obviously came in and came in and did as good as he could do. But you know that's it's it's it looks like really bad news here for the Chiefs, and I don't know if they can really turn it around quickly without improving their defense. And I don't think their defense is improving anytime soon. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's uh, let's then carry on to the football team against the. Green Bay Packers, the Packers eventually coming out 24 to 10 victors. Uh, only things, only two things I got from this game really was, uh, you know, Daddy Rogers keeps on cooking and Daddy Rogers is an elite quarterback. I mean, you know, you, you can say what you will about him. I understand he doesn't have the rings, but the man, the man is a bona fide S class quarterback. And you know, it's it'd be hard to it'd be hard to stop a guy like that continuing in the same vein, even, no matter his age. You know, there's 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 a few quarterbacks in that realm, Rogers, Tom Brady. You know, I mean, they're in a class of their own, really. And regardless of their age, they play well. So you know, Daddy Rogers, three touchdowns. He just keeps moving, and Scary Terry, despite obviously Washington losing twenty-four to ten. He had seven receptions for 122 yards and one touchdown, which was great for him, uh, especially in a, a team that depleted and deprived of any sort of receiving talent. Yeah, Washington couldn't get out of their own way. Um, Heineke missed a QB sneak or run. Um, he slid too early, and then they couldn't convert on four more downs. So, you know, like when those sorts of things happen, um, and then they fudged another one too. So... Hmm. It's, it's no good. Um, Rogers is looking very good, though. So, oh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, the offense, in my opinion, is stuttering a little bit. It's a little bit slow. Um, something's not right. They're not they're not in top tens for anything. Um, Rogers, they're only getting 7.7 yards per pass. So it's a little bit light. Should be like top quarterbacks usually getting around nine. So mm -hmm. they're missing about a yard and a bit. So it's interesting to see. So yeah, I think um, we'll definitely I, monitor that. Uh, but this weekend, obviously against the Cardinals, with so many out, you're going to expect that to be either the same or less, really. Um, yeah, so. they're going to rely on the run more. So, mm -hmm. but that's okay. You know, they're still winning the division, six oh, and one. Winning games is the name of the game, right? So as yep. long as they're winning games and topping the division, that's all that matters. But mm. Washington, yeah, I mean, let's say let's say they get to a, that's good because I mean, really, if you look at it. Outside of Heineke, they, they have Fitzpatrick, who's still on IR, who's set to get another MRI done. So I don't know what's happening with him. He might be out for the season, which kind of sucks for them. But if they make this Tua trade, everything's looking okay because I think Tua can play. It's just 
you know, betting in with the offense, learning the playbook and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So let's see what happens in that regard. Um, yeah. Let's, let's, uh, let's carry on then to <clears throat> Mr. Mr. Stud, Mr. Stud, Joey B, Joey Burrow, chase the burrow, chase the burrow. That's all I have to say about this game. T Higgins. Wow. Just sorry. Not sorry. Not T Higgins. Jamar Chase. Sorry, I made the mistake there. Jamar Chase, just wow. Just absolutely wow. Eight receptions, 201 yards. Amazing. And one touchdown. I mean, their connection gets better every week to the point where I think they're going to be torching defenses no matter how elite they are every single weekend. And Joe Burrow, has the shackles have been removed off the kid. He's throwing, he's running, he's doing everything now. And I think the Bengals are ones to watch this season. 41 to 17 victors over the Ravens. Huge win. And Lamar struggled, man. Like, it's kind of crazy, really, how, how badly he struggled. I would have expected him to have a good game. Now, we, I, I storied the fact that, you know, he... He was, he was great regular season and was average playoffs. And, you know, the question is, can he deliver consistently every week? Clearly this week he was not able to deliver. So the question mark, I think, still remains. Even though he's having a relatively really good season, potentially MVP candidate season, I think the question remains really whether he can get it done under pressure. And, you know, the weekend was a kind of clear example, really. Yeah, um... Burr is a bit of a force of nature, I think. Um, so Cincinnati are looking really good. They've turned it around for sure after a brutal bad couple of years. Um, they lead the AFC North now, which is like a big deal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Jackson looked a little bit lost. Lamar. So I don't know. It's um, those big games. Can you can keep doing it consistently? They got a pretty easy game coming up. So you know, it's, it's good for Joe Burrow, good for Jamar Chase, really good draft pick by, by the Bengals, it looks like. Yeah, I think all they really need to do now is just sort their O-line to give, a, to give Burrow a, bit, a little bit more protection and they could really be a force to reckon with over the next few years, I think. Joe, Joe Burrow, I, I, I mean, I'll run out of superlatives for him. He's, he's really, you know, I expected him to really push on this season after that injury and show the NFL what he's really made of. And, you know, he is very, very good. Very, very good. I expect big things from him in the future. Yeah, All right, for let's, sure. Let's, uh, let's carry on now then to the Panthers and the Giants. The Giants ending up eventual winners at 25-3 to three against the Panthers. Donald got benched. Um, I mean, I don't have much to say about this game except the Panthers kind of suck, man. And... Their defense not turning up really, and Donald's kind of shit. And I mean, they're they're not really getting anything going. And CMC obviously is a huge loss, but you cannot. I don't think you can make that an excuse, or at least a primary excuse for them losing twenty five to three to the Panthers. Yeah, they've still got weapons out there. They've still got DJ Moore. They've got Anderson, which are underutilizing. Like they've got a wide receiver core. They don't just have CMC. But yeah, Panthers will move on from Donald 100%. So they, like their owner's just like that. He's very similar to the Dolphins' owner. They want to win. Um, 
So, and you can't bench your number one quarterback. Mm. I agree. <laughs> like that's that's really bad. So, but yeah, injuries I think are playing their part. We touched on it last week. CMC being out's basically destroyed Sam Darnold. Yeah, yeah, but and I mean, it's exasperated his shortcomings, right? So he's gone back yeah. to what he was sort of like at the Jets. Correct. Well, I mean, yeah, yes, I know. I mean, he, he did have talent, but <clears throat> what's crazy to me is like, yeah, you lose CMC, but that shouldn't affect your passing ability or the fact mm. that you should be able to hit your receivers, who in in fact they do have two elite receivers, so it's not like they're short of talent on that in that regard. It's just kind of odd really i mean yeah i mean it's it's i i don't know what the panthers do obviously they probably have to get rid of Darwin, but they will they'll they'll look for someone else i reckon um but yeah good good work on the giants for getting the win 25 points 100 percent. it's all right yeah it's not bad at all 25 points can win you games yeah yep it can for sure all right, let's move on then to the uh, Falcons and the Dolphins with the Falcons ending up eventual winners 38 to, uh, sorry, 30 to 28. Tua Tango-Vailoa had a good game through a couple of intercepts, probably ill-advised throws, but, I mean, if you're a sophomore quarterback, you you got to get them, you know. It's, it, it is part and parcel of the game. You have, to, you have to grow, obviously, as a leader, as a quarterback, um, but the talent is there. He's, he's playing well. He threw well. Gasicki, Gasicki had a good game as well. Waddle had another good game. And the pick of the bunch, obviously, was Kyle Pitts for the Falcons. Seven receptions, 163 yards. Massive game for the kid. I did say a week or two ago that, you know, he had his breakout game and you're going to expect to see more of Kyle Pitts. And here we are. We're seeing more of Kyle Pitts. And I think you're going to continue to see more of him moving forward. Yeah, the only close game in that early segment on um, Monday morning for us. Uh, yep. the, so that went right down to the wire. Every other game in that, in that early run was basically a blowout. Um, to his second good performance in a row. That was so 70% completion on passing and all of his other stats are actually really good. But yep. it's just not eventuating for game wins for them. So, you know, like it's it's no good pet like getting stats in garbage time and like keeping it close like when mm-hmm. like the game's already won. So uh, Matt Ryan was also the status quo. He's a really solid regular season quarterback, you know, three hundred yards, two TDs, one one intercept, you know, every week basically. He's that that's what you're gonna get. And the Falcons are just gonna keep on rolling and do what the Falcons do. They won't win anything major this season, but you know, they they'll finish off. Yeah, they'll get some just, wins. Maybe just under five hundred. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Matty Ice. Matty Ice does what Matty Ice does. Unfortunately for him, the years keep on rolling. He does keep getting older, so his ability obviously wanes as he gets older. But he's still a very, very good quarterback, and you know he's going to do what he does. So, yeah, good, good win for the Falcons there. Um, and let's see what they do moving forward. Let's carry on then to the my game of the week, my personal game of the week, the Jets and the Patriots with the Patriots winning out eventual at 54 to 13 yes you heard that right 54 to 13 dropped an absolute massive 50 piece nugget combo on those jets mac jones plays well again you know great qbr no intercepts 
Jets. Wilson, Wilson obviously got injured, which stunted the Jets. And Damien Harris, 14 carries, 106 yards and two touchdowns with all of New England's backs. Brandon Bolden, JJ Taylor, and Damien Harris scoring touchdowns. I'll let you I'll let you tell me what you thought about this game because you know I could go on all day about this game if I wanted to. Uh, it was a nice sweep for Mac and Bill over the Jets this season. So they don't play again. That's two and oh, you know, put that <laughs> put that to bed. So the rivalry's already started for Mac Jones and Zach Wilson there. So see what happens there but Wilson's out Flacco's in so unfortunate that we're not going to see the Flacco uh, Jets go up against uh, Mac Jones that might have been a better competition mm-hmm. um, but yeah this is what happens when New England's running core shows up and gives Mac Jones a little bit of hand a uh, little bit of help I've been saying that for a while now they just needed their running backs to show up so let's see what they can do against a better team but yeah, Mac Jones is Mac Jones is the he's the way forward. Fifty four points, I hard agree. to drop a half century in um, any NFL game. I agree. Uh, he's the future for sure. I think he's got all the tools to succeed. I've said it time and time again. So I'm I'm gushing obviously with this win. Uh, let's let's see if uh, my boys can keep it moving. All right, let's uh, let's carry on then to the Raiders and the Eagles, who ended up eventually winning thirty-three to twenty-two. Man, the Eagles—I don't know—they're just looking a bit wary, and you know their record suggests that moving forward they might eventually go into you know salvage mode, which means you know trying to get a high draft pick. I don't know, but Foster Moreau, who debuted for Darren Waller, he had a huge game. And the only other thing I really noted from this game was the Mal Sanders ankle injury, which might put him on the shelf for a few weeks. What did you think? Carr's a pretty good quarterback. That's what I thought. And without mm. Gruden on the sideline, fucking scowling at him, he seems to be playing the best football of his life. So it's really interesting. Raiders are leading their division now. Um, this basically means that you have to consider them in some sort of contention as like a half-decent football team, which mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year you would have said, yep, they're going to get about 500, but now they might go a little bit above that. Um, unexpected how well they played without Waller, I thought, especially with that tough Eagle secondary, um, especially on the deep throws. Mm-hmm. Um, but they still managed to get a lot of work out of Renfro. He is proving to be a really solid connection with Carr. That guy's going to get five or six touches each game, and he's going to get him about you know 40, 50 yards. Not bad if you can well, bank I mean, on that. All if you the need time. a safe, if you if your if your name is Derek Carr and you need a safe pair of hands, Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro is your guy. They, you know, any. Uh, from what I've seen this season of the Raiders, any, you know, sort of short downage situation or, you know, third down situation, they are targeting him and he's got a safe pair of hands. He can bring them in and he runs good routes, you know, and that's what you want guys that can run good routes, create separation and also catch potentially even do more after the catch, but he's the most reliable pair of hands there at the Raiders at the moment, aside from Darren Waller, of course. They have yeah. a bye this week, I think. So Yeah, they do. And running the ball more helps, you know. Yes. And they're doing that more without Gruden. So it seems to have worked for them. 
Okay, let's uh, carry on then to the Rams and the Lions. Matt Stafford against Jared Goff. Wow, good, obviously, grudge match. Started off with an absolute bang. I mean, DeAndre Swift ripped out an absolute banger of a 60-yard reception for a touchdown. But obviously, the Rams started to work their muscle in. Um, Cooper Cup eventually getting 10 receptions for 156 yards and two touchdowns. And DeAndre Swift being the best Lions producer with 13 carries, 48 yards, eight receptions, 96 yards, and one receiving touchdown, obviously, at the start of the game. Rams eventually winning 28 to 19. Matt Stafford keeps on rolling, but it was actually not a bad game for a, like a spectator, you know? What do you think? A couple of, couple of trick plays. Uh, I think it was hmm. two fake punts and a yep. squib. Yep. You know, so like that's Onside pretty cool. Kick. Yeah, you never see you never see the old squib very much anymore, especially. But so I mean, early. what do the Lions have to lose, right? They have nothing to lose, so it was just wouldn't? really cool to see. Um, <laughs> so because you just never see it until like week, you know, the last week when they're just yeah. doing wildcat and stuff. But you know, so that was really cool. Um, Stafford played like Stafford, and Goff played like Goff. Um, Goff can't finish a game to save him's life like they they had a shot there for for a long a time they were in that yeah they were in that game yeah. but yeah cups unstoppable like two man him what it's what are people doing like why are they letting him why are they doing man coverage on him that's what i don't understand it's like everyone knows how good he is now and and it's like it's been seven what seven weeks six weeks they have had film and they I didn't cannot do remember anything. the stat but he had uh, it was it was to do with his yards and his touchdowns, but he joins elite company through the first seven weeks. The only person to have uh, you know reached that those stats was a guy named Randy Moss. And if you are in the company with a guy called Randy Moss, you are pretty elite. So mm. I think defenses should really start to uh, look a bit more closely at guarding Cooper Cup. Otherwise, he's just going to run amok against everybody. Matt Stafford so loves he, him. He's throwing to yeah. him all the time. They're using him. They're using him out wide. They're using him in the slot. They're using him in the backfield as well, which is, you know, I mean, they're just utilizing his overall talent. He can avoid tackles, yards after the catch. It's, it's kind of crazy, really, how good he is doing this season with an elite quarterback. But, man, he just keeps on rolling. Yeah, only 10 receptions for 150, you know. Guard him. Put someone on him who can actually do, put your best guy on him every time and maybe another dude too. <laughs> Probably will need another dude. Yeah. Uh, but it sucks because uh, you, you then have to guard Higby and you have to guard Robert Woods as well. You have to cover them. And... Got to try and take those unders though, you know. Like yeah. that's why I don't get, especially with like all the deep throws that we're seeing and that it comes down, I think, to the scheme that everyone's playing at the moment. Just that high single shell. Yeah. And it's generally just leaves like you can only guard one guy at the end. You can only double one guy. So what happens is some guy like Cup gets left open and it's and it's all over. Yeah. All right. Let's then move on to the Bucks and the Bears. There's not much for me to say in this one. The Bucks eventually winning out 38 to three. Justin Fields struggling as per usual, but it's not really his fault. The Bears play calling is 
atrocious. They're not, they're still trying to use him as a pocket passer for some reason. I don't know. He's not a pocket passer. They got to start designing plays for him, for him to succeed. If they're not going to do that, he's just going to fail every week. And the other, the other, the other two notable performances, obviously Chris Godwin, eight receptions, 111 yards, one touchdown. And Khalil Herbert for the Bears until David Montgomery and Williams comes back. He had 18 carries and 100 yards. What were your thoughts on this game? Um, I thought the Bucks played really well. I thought yeah. they tidied up and they didn't give away a lot of penalties and it showed on the scoreboard. Um, yeah, Tom Brady played really well, but I just think overall as a unit, this was a really good game from the Bucks. Uh, mm-hmm. The Bears suck. <laughs> They're the worst offense in the league. Just uh, yep. if you're a Bears fan, it's just rough. They suck. They're real if you're bad. a Bears fan, crawl into a cave and come back. Yeah, it's, they're real. They're real bad. Just so or at least pray for the for the firing of Matt Nagy because he's an absolute idiot. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's just it, I don't think it really matters what what happens there at the moment. But yeah, Tampa's playing really well. Like 100% Super Bowl contenders. They just all they had to do is just tightened up on penalties and they've done that. Cool. All right, let's uh, let's carry on then to the Cardinals and the Texans. Not much to say here. Obviously, Cardinals expected blowout 31 to 3 of the Texans. There was no outstanding performance, but the team of the Cardinals played really well. Zach Ertz had a pretty good debut. Apart from that, did you see anything else? There was a safety. Houston got a safety. That's right. That's so that's right. so that's the thing. They look pretty good for the first quarter and a bit, and then the wheels fell off, and the Cardinals came to play. Do. Yeah, and like I kind of predicted that would happen. They would come up and they would they would play a little bit of football because you got to sort of match the talent of the other team. Yep. But that only works for so long, and you yep. can't you can't mirror can't that, that unless yeah. unless you're as as good. And they weren't so. Yeah, safety. Good work. I guess. <laughs> but you never see safeties either. So that was I know, quite interesting. I know. It's just one of those, it was just one of those weeks where it was just like, oh yeah, there's something you don't see every day. Every day. Yeah. And Carla did get to get into a bit of trouble there. So yeah, it was yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah, they worked see. their way out of a bit of a hole, which was quite good to see. Like if you're an Arizona fan, good job. All right, let's, uh, let's, let's carry on then to the Colts and the 49ers. We've got two outstanding performances for the 49ers, even though they ended up losing. Um, Elijah Mitchell, 18 carries, 170, 107 yards and one touchdown. Debo Samuel, seven receptions, 100 yards and one touchdown. Both good performances, but unfortunately, obviously, the Colts ended up winning. It was a wet day. Um, there was a lot of rain and I think that definitely affected a lot of the quarterback play. You could definitely tell it yeah. did. Um, what are your thoughts on the game, man? Um, second half was all Wentz. He had a real shit first half. He did some stupid shit like he does, <laughs> but then yeah. he, they played but to the rain and uh, the Niners didn't and the Niners lost because of that. Um, mm. They just played it safe and whatever they did, in the locker room at halftime, just sort of all turned it around. It was all it was all Andy in the second half. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, good for the good for the Colts for getting on the win board. But both teams this year are not going to go far. We we both can agree on that, I think. And uh, Shanahan, some um, he I think he's like four forty four percent win rate. 
Yeah. So that's that's pretty bad. That's again, so. I'm I'm just gonna point out that Elijah Mitchell, your fifth or sixth round draft pick in the draft, is playing ahead of your third round pick. Something's a bit off there. I just don't know what's happening there, but it just doesn't seem right. Anyway, let's uh let's move on to another another sad, depressing loss for you. The uh, Saints eventually beating out the Seattle Seahawks 13 to 10 in Monday night football. One man, one man, Alvin Kamara. 20 carries, 51 yards, 10 receptions, 128 yards, and one receiving touchdown. I mean, stop the guy if you can. But, uh, yeah, crazy to think that really that you guys were in the game and the Saints only ended up winning by three points. What were your thoughts on the game, man? Um, both the Seahawks and the Saints are shells of themselves, of their, what they used to be, you know, even two or three years ago. Correct. Um, Winston looked bad and Gino looked worse. Hmm. So uh, there's, and there, I don't know if you, but right at the end of the game, I was probably the only person still watching, but it was, <laughs> we were, they were going to kick a field goal <clears throat> or a punt or they're going to do something. The defensive lineman jumped the center, full new set of downs. And it's like, and that sealed the game for us. And it's like, okay, so we were in that the entire time, uh, right up until that point. But Manning Night Football was back. That was pretty cool to see Tom Brady on and a few other people and Drew Brees. So oh, that Monday was Night Manning cool. was back, was it? Yeah, yeah. So Drew Brees That's was great. on right for the last quarter and Tom Brady was on for like half an hour. They've got to sort out their Zoom talking a little bit more, probably like how sure. we still have to do, but it's it's <laughs> it, it can be quite obvious and they need to sort of get that get that a little bit more and down pat but i think it's because they were off for so long for three weeks sure yeah yeah well i mean monday night manning was one of the best things i think they introduced in football i do recall that uh payton said that the raiders would only win six games this season if i'm not mistaken they are pretty close to winning six games already so i don't know how true that prediction is to coming off but uh we can monitor yeah, th- that moving forward. I think you can give him a caveat because it was probably Gruden offense Raiders, and now it's true. completely changed in these last two weeks anyway. Very true. All right, then uh, let's continue on to the power rankings. I'll go through my top five first. Uh, we got the Cardinals at number one. It's, it's pretty much unchanged from last week. I uh, got the Cardinals at one. The Bills are still at two, even though they had the bye week. I mean, it is Josh Allen, and I still think they have all the talent in the world to be able to. And after a rest, I think they're going to come out firing this week. The Rams are still at three. Uh, no explanation needed. Tom Brady and the Bucks, obviously, the GOAT keeps on goating. And at five, instead of Lamar and the Ravens, I've got here the Packers and the Cowboys splitting that fifth spot. What have you got here? I've got, um, so I'll start with uh, number five. I've got Dallas at five. Yeah. Um, and I've got the Rams have dropped down to four. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put the Bills at three. Ooh. Even though they didn't play. I'm still, I still think Josh Allen's two losses are pretty, like if you actually look at them, they're relatively insignificant. 
he mm. and overall they're playing really, really, really well. Number two is Tom's team. Ooh, um, wow, the Bucks he, are coming into your five. Yeah, wow, after real, admitting real, them last week, Eddie, here hot, we are. Real, real here hot, we are. Real hot. They are. As soon as you tidy those penalties up, they, they just put points on people. And it's just yeah. really it's really good football to watch. And yeah, Arizona's number one. Kyler Murray's MVP at the moment. Um, but he just, he just, for him to win MVP, he has to bring his in, intercepts down. He has to basically stop throwing the ball away. Because that's like that plays yeah. a huge role into MVP. Yeah, it does. Especially with QBR as well. It plays a huge role. No, I agree. But yeah, so Derek Henry's thing, uh, 100% passer rating at the moment too so there's yeah. his little mvp yeah little i mean tick. that throw that throw it was such a bad looking <laughs> throw but it, i mean it reached its target which it's was a right, completion but, though yeah it's, it's a completion, completion. one of one and he's thrown a touchdown which is great great for guys that have him on fantasy he gives them an extra <laughs> point but um yeah i mean you know one thing i'm happy about is you have included my guy tom brady the goat back into your power rankings finally we have some traction there i don't think he's going to move from your power rankings now but uh we'll see now nah, i honestly it was just like they just shook a wall all that whatever rust they had off wow i mean you're talking about the goat eddie you know you can't it's just the discipline once you doubt the discipline him. of everyone else yeah true i don't doubt tom brady i'd pick him every time as my quarterback while he's still in the league. Yeah. I think most people would love to have him. So mm. that makes perfect sense. All right, let's let's uh, let's carry on and get moving into the week eight previews. I'll let you kind of take over this one. What have you got for me this week? All right, we got first up, we got Cardinals Packers. Um, this is a game to watch, 100%. We got the 7-0 Cardinals playing the 6-1 Packers. Uh, Rogers is missing a few weapons, but interesting to note that we've got a relatively similar similar quarterback stats in a way of uh, touchdowns and interceptions. We've got 17 touchdowns for uh, for Murray and five interceptions. Rogers, 15 TDs, three ints. So it's going to really come down to who... I think plays the running game better, um, yep, especially with all the missing stuff. So I would definitely watch this game. I, I'm not sure where it's going to go from a scoring perspective, if it's going to be high or low. Like both teams can score points for sure, but it could be really tight. Yeah, so I'd probably stay away from it unless you're going to do player props. Yeah, no, I agree. In terms of betting perspective, I would probably, if depending on who's underdog, you know, bet the plus spread, but... Look, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a hard game. It's hard for me not to think that the Cardinals will win just due to the uh, omissions that the Packers have from their team. Devontae Adams not being available is huge for them. Mm. Forget that. You've got Alan Lazard, who's another good receiver for them not being available. Just creates a massive hole for them. I don't know if they'll be able to recover it, but definitely, definitely, if you're looking at player props, Aaron Jones mm-hmm. is probably your guy. Because let's be honest. Aaron Jones like, and Murray. Those yeah. are the two guys you target, 100%. because yeah. because let's be honest, uh, Chase Edmonds and James Conner are nothing to write home about. So uh, I, it's just going to be a good spectacle for me to watch. So mm. Yeah, good game. Yeah. I'm going to take the Cardinals, though, maybe with a field goal on it. Cool. Um, next game up, we've got uh, Falcons-Panthers. That's three and three Falcons versus the three and four Panthers. Oh, God. 
This is the NFC South bottom dwellers game. Um, I'm backing Matt to bring this one home. Smoke the Panthers, I say. Falcons going to eat them. Yeah, I mean, I, I put money on the Panthers last week to beat the Giants, and I ate my money, basically, and shit it out. That was not good. It was not a good bet. Everything else actually came off, barring that, on a seven-leg multi. So I'm not happy about it. You know, I'm never going to put money back on the Panthers again this season for sure, as long as Donald is there. So, yep, I would be happy to go with the Falcons. I think Carl Pitts will have a good day. Uh, I think Calvin Ridley should have a decent day. Cotterell Patterson will do Cotterell Patterson things. The guy is the truth, and he will continue to do things that you know no other people, no other you know receiver back can do. I mean, I don't have much more to say for this game. CMC is still out, so. Yeah, it's bottom. It's a bottom dwellers game, so is what it is. Moving on to AFC South, top teams, Colts versus Titans. So three and four Colts, a number two and five and two Titans, a number one. So regardless of who wins here, Titans will still be number one in this division. Um, Titans are going to use Henry. They're just going to run him, and they're just they're going to create space, and the Colts aren't going to know what to do. Yeah, um, I don't see any other result here in this game except for the Titans winning. Their secondary, the Colts' secondary is pretty shit, so I expect AJ mm-hmm. Brown and Julio Jones to eat as well. So Not even if Henry enough. can't get going, it's it's going to happen. So It's going to create space for both of them again. They're going to probably run the very similar game plan to what they just did um, yep. against the Eagles. It's a very similar sort of a game. I agree. Um, then we're moving on to the AFC East. We've got the best defense in the league the bills from a yards um from a yards gained every game versus the dolphins one six i mean the so, result is self-explanatory there i think yeah let's um divisional game as well so yeah big big div game you know you always want to win those big rival like well, a rivalry i suppose um the bills are going to run away with it though that's a of, I also don't think the uh, the tour trade with the, the Watson trade rumors are going to do Tua too well. I think that's definitely a dampener on his uh, sort of psyche. So I don't see any any other result from the Bills actually winning this game. Yeah, moving on to another pretty uninteresting game from a result <laughs> perspective is the Jets Bengals. Um, the one and five Jets versus the five <laughs> and two Bengals. Um, Bengals are going to run away with this. If you can take the Bengals defense and fantasy this week, do that because mm-hmm. the Jets aren't going to score any points. And yeah. it's going to be a really high scoring game for the for Burrow and the Bengals. They're, they're going to have a field day. I think um, based off um, I think based off what the Patriots just did to the Jets, you're going to expect Joe Mixon to have a pretty big game as well. Um, yeah, Joe Mixon will have a big game. Um, the Jets on average, get through 275 passing yards per game. I would expect they will go, they will crack that 300. Um, yeah, Jamar Chase is going to have another big game. I think there's yeah. no doubt about it. The connection. I would say he will get it. I would say he's going to get a touchdown. Yep, definitely. Yeah. I agree. And who starts for quarterback at the Jets? Flacco moves straight in. Do they go with Mike White? Who knows? Uh, yeah, who knows, really? It just depends on, I think, Flacco's training ability and whether he's better in with the team or not. But, I mean, even if Mike White is available and Flacco's healthy and he's not used to the playbook, I mean, 
it's hard for me to start Mr. Mike White over Joe Flacco, regardless of that situation. So I think they go with Flacco if he's available. There's no way they don't. Yeah, I, I would say Flacco's playing his first first start this season. Moving on to the Browns and the Steelers, the four and three Browns versus the three and three Steelers. This is the AFC North battle. Um, Baker maybe playing, maybe out. Who knows? Uh, Steelers off a bye. Browns going to run the ball. I'm not. I'm not too sure what's really going to happen this game. It, unless you're a Browns or a Steelers fan, you can probably give them a miss. It's probably going to I be mean, pretty. I mean, I'm boring. not hot. I'm not hot on either team really with their with all their injuries. If no. if the Browns clear their injuries, let's say Baker plays, let's say Chubb plays, I kind of find it hard to bet against the Browns in this game, no matter if the Steelers are healthy, because they've looked really poor this season. Don't know whether, I mean, I think if I'm honest, Big Ben's kind of had it. Like he's done. He should really retire at the end of the season. He's not looked hot. So those are my honest thoughts, really, in that regard. I, 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 if injury's clear, I'm betting the Browns. There's no, there's no way out of that. Take the, take the under on this one. It's not going to be that good of a game, but who knows? It's going to be lots of running, lots of running yep. up the guts. Oh, they're both up running. Yep. Yeah. So um, next game is the 0 uh, and 7 Lions versus the 2 and 5 um, Eagles. This is a game that um, Goff could win. Yep. Right here yep. is a game if they run the ball and they play it right against the struggling Hurts and Eagles, they could win. The, if this under, if the I would assume that the Lions are going to be underdogs, take the plus in the Lions for this one. Yeah, I, I kind of agree there. Eagles haven't looked too flash. The Detroit defense is actually not that bad as people kind of make it out to be. I think that they, they were competitive last plays. week. Correct. Competitive yeah. against a good team. Yeah. And the, I agree. And the Rams are way better than the Eagles. Miles. Miles. So, so if they can do the same thing. Maybe not with all the trick plays, but just use the uh, swift properly. Yeah. Then they might win this game. They got. They definitely have a shot. Um. But definitely, your assumption of the um the plus spread on the on the Detroit Lions, I agree with. I would definitely go with that as well. Just depends which Eagles show up. Really, Jalen Hurts has yet to play like a real complete game. Like he's really just been putting out average performances. So let's see what we get moving forward. Next game is the one and six Texans versus the six and one Rams. Uh, Rams are going to run away with this one. Cooper Cup's going <laughs> to have a massive game. He's going to have a huge game. Um, Tyra Taylor's back for the Texans, and we've also had a trade with the Texans. So we Johnson's going to get the ball all the time for running, but running back for Houston. But I can't, I can't really see this going any Just other for the way, fans, Eddie, from, what was that? What was that trade that was made? Uh, that was Ingram over to the Saints. So that means Johnson's um, now going to be the lead back for Houston. And what about Philip Lindsay? Yeah, Philip Lindsay will be, he'll be still be back up. But what you'll see is that he is, he was taking a third back role. So he might come in as maybe a third down specialist, something like that. Johnson's if I'm honest, watching their back. backfield this season, none of them have done anything, if I'm completely no. honest. So, Regardless of whether Johnson's a lead back or not, like they're they're not going to do anything. Like nah. it's just 
they're not going to score any points. It's no. going to be real bad. They're just they're they're in a shambles at the moment. Definitely not they this need... week against that Rams defense and the way that Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup have been playing. I think they're going to have another big game. Uh, potentially Woods might have a better game as well. But look, at the end of the day, we don't want to cover this game anymore because there's no need to. We already know the result. So bet the Rams yeah. on a more than a touchdown easily. Yeah. Yeah, it won't be a problem. Uh, next game is also pretty trash, which is the three and four Bears versus the two and four Niners. Um, I'm Ugh. just surprised the Bears have a better record than the Niners, to be honest. So that's that's my really only takeaway from this game. The Niners are going to pull away with this. Um, the Bears are the worst offense in the league. They're not good to watch. And Ooh, the look, Niners... I, I think I think if they I think if Matt Nagy decides to sort out his stupidity, then the Bears can potentially be a decent defense. But they're sorry, they're decent offense. But their defense is where their you know their money is. You know the Bears mm. defense is obviously really good. If their offense can stay on the field now. Fields obviously has struggled as a, as a, we've documented. Matt Nagy's play calling has been pretty rubbish. He's not designing any plays for him. He's just you know, hey, you're a pocket passer now because that's what I want you to be. Not hey, let's play to your strengths and try and like get you going, play action, that kind of stuff. It's just a bit odd the way that they're using Fields. But if yeah, the Bears could be a, a good good play on the plus spread in this game, I think, on a Niners team that's struggling for offense as well. So it's it's a toss-up, I think, this game. It could go either way. Obviously, the Niners have a better coach, and they also have a better sort of core talent around them. Jimmy Garoppolo should play better without rain. It's a toss-up for me. I'd, I would stay away from it. Yeah, I would. I'll go with the Niners here. I think they just have a bit better weapons, and they can actually utilize them. Like you've got to score points to win games, and yeah. Bears are barely going down the field twice, so they're getting around about two hundred yards a game. It's just not enough. So moving on to the next game, we've got uh, the four and two Chargers versus three and four Pats. Uh, this is going to be my game of the week here. Um, I think this is a really good matchup for Mac Jones. Really good litmus test for the Pats, uh, for the Patriots. See whether or not. They are a potential wild card team. They're not going to win the division, but that that's okay. They can still make wild card charges. Definitely a shot for making the playoffs. They're off a bye. Um, it's going to be a really good game. Yeah, no, I agree. This is definitely now. Now after the COVID issues with the Packers, I think this is the game of the week for me. Mac Jones versus Justin Herbert. I'm excited for it. I'm here for it. I think um, I think it is a very good litmus test for Mac Jones. I thought his litmus test was against the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott, where they had a basically like a shootout type game. And to me, he showed he showed me in that game that he's got what it takes to lead a team to potentially a Super Bowl. You know, not not a win, but at least a, at least a Super Bowl. You know, a game. And I want to see him beat the Chargers. That's oh, what I want. That's what I if, really want to see. It's like, like that's what I mean. It's like, is the lip, is he passing the litmus test? He definitely played well against Dak, but got a win. I mean, yeah, it is the Cowboys who have one of the best offenses mm. in the league. But mm. yeah, if he can, if he can get a win, if he can get a win against the Chargers, I will say that he's legit for sure. Like he 100%. is, he is gonna be something special if they can get a win against the Chargers because. 
one thing with Bill, he always gets a good defense around his quarterback, and we have yet another good, really good defense around a rookie quarterback who is proving his worth every week. I think he's topping a lot of categories for rookies in terms of his passing and you know interceptions thrown, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, it's it's all good news there on that Patriots front. And, you know, me personally, I'm here for it. I'm excited. You know, it's a good time. Yeah, really big game. Next game coming up is a game we can all afford to miss. It's the two and five Seahawks versus the one and five Jags. It's, oh God. Jags are off a bye. So Lawrence might have a chance here. This is a game where the Jags can potentially win this and the Seahawks. Um, I'm not sure what they're going to do, to be honest. Uh, I... I would be surprised if we get more than 15 points. I will be really surprised. We can't score touchdowns. I don't think we covered earlier, but for everyone that's uh, aware or unaware and listening, Jacob Eason was traded from the Colts. Uh, he was traded to the Seahawks. Now, I'm really unsure. Do you think you guys will start with Geno Smith or you'd rather go with Jacob Eason? Oh, you go with Eason. He was actually dropped by the Colts and we picked him oh, up for free yeah, age. From the he's dropped and we, right. pick, we picked him up off waivers, which is crazy. So if we pick if we play him straight away, it shows we've got no confidence in a guy that we've been paying for two years, well, maybe even three years. He's been our backup. You know, it's not like Geno Smith is any good. So yeah, but we should have a half decent backup. Wow, Jacob Eason could be a half decent backup. Like I thought, he has had a bit of talent. It just mm. depends on his opportunities. He got no opportunities at the Colts. They ended up getting Wenson, who, let's be honest, is not going to lead them to a Super Bowl. So I don't know what the hell they're doing there. So yeah. there's no reason for me to suggest that the Seahawks don't play Eason. You guys are not going to win anything this season. You're probably not going to have a 500 record. Wilson will probably sit. Like, you're going to wrap him in cotton wool, regardless of whether he comes back or not. I think you're just going to be like, yeah, you know what? It's all right. Prepare yourself for next season. So... Why not play Eason? I just, I just, it makes no sense to me. Why not? Geno Smith, we already know what he gives you. Eason gives you an unknown. And I think he, in fact, elevates the value of DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. He brings them back to semi serviceable. Um, yeah. Because Geno Smith hasn't been able to do that. The biggest issue that we have is that the trade deadline is in, in about four or five days. And there's there's no one there. We haven't made any moves. So we're not going to try and win any more games. So what is the plan? And we're just one of those franchises at the moment. We're a little bit lost, which is unfortunate. And And it happens every now and again, but it just seems to have been happening for years. And this is the eventuation of us overpaying and now bleeding at all ends. It's tough to take, I can imagine. Uh, I wouldn't want to be a Seahawks fan right now, that's for sure. Nah, next game, moving on, is the Saints <laughs> four and two versus the six and one Bucks. Um, this is Brady's bogey team from last year. They mm-hmm. only beat the Saints in the playoffs, mm-hmm. um, but the Saints aren't what. There's no Drew Brees. It was Brees's. Brees was Brady's bogey, not the Saints. Yeah. So, um, Bucks by a TD on this one. Uh, Fournette's going to show everyone again that he is a. He's a definitely a top 10 running back and shouldn't have been slept on. Um, 
they it was really interesting last week when you saw when they're up really comfortably how much they spread the run the run around so yeah. if they keep it close they'll leave it with finette if they if they open it up and the game blows out they'll spread it around and they'll save them so it's it, that's what's really really quite interesting there yeah i think i think the bat, the bucks are sure in to win this game winston has been looking really average not not what they probably expected uh, i don't know whether they'll be in the market for a qb or not but i just don't think that experiment with winston's going to work out drew Brees, you know you have a special guy and he could basically you know carry your offense the way you wanted him to carry he could play in different different scenarios and you know come up with different sets you know good play calling at a line of scrimmage etc etc you know i don't think winston's got that in him so you know as far as a bogey team for the patriots i'm sorry not the patriots the bucks and tom brady i don't think this is going to be a problem for him and they will definitely win this game next game is going to be the broncos versus washington is Teddy healthy is Heineke up to playing a game where he's not going to get in his own way? Uh, this is take the under on this. McLaurin's going to have a pretty decent day, even though Broncos have got a relatively good um, pass defense. But at the end of the day, I would still take, I'm still going to take the Broncos over Washington here just by a sliver, but it's, but it's an under. Yeah, I think, Jerry, really, I think. I think Jerry Judy will be cleared to play this weekend, which is huge for the the Broncos. He was, you know, basically on on pace for a breakout season from that first game before he got injured. But yeah, I it's tough to call. I don't think I could safely put my money on either team, really. But um, yeah, it's it's tough for me to call. I would just stay away from it. They're both two terrible teams who don't really deserve my money. So <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, next game is the is the three and three Vikings versus the five and one Cowboys. This is another game I think people should watch. Um, Cousins is playing really well. Dak's playing out of his skin. Um, it's going to be a really high scoring game. Uh, Jefferson is one of the best wide receivers when he's man to man. He has a lot of deep balls. Um, Lamb's playing crazy. So um, Thielen is potentially coming off that last game. Can he keep up his consistency? Probably not, but let's let's see anyway. You know, like it's just going to be a really good game. Is Zeke going to eat? What what Cowboys are we going to see? We're going to see the pass-heavy Cowboys. We're going to see the run-heavy Cowboys. I'll tell you one thing. Dalvin will cook. He, he will. always cooks. So and that's going to be interesting for me, Dalvin Cook against Ezekiel Elliott. Let's let's see, yep. let's see, let's see that because I'm really interested in that. And definitely Justin Jefferson against C.D. Lamb. They have both been electric this season. I'm really keen to see this game. It's potentially going to be a high-scoring game, so I'd probably bet the over. But yep. um, definitely, definitely going to be one one of the games to watch. Obviously, we highlighted the Chargers Patriots, but this is definitely the other game to watch this weekend for sure. 100%. This is just one of those games where it's just superstar. This is the last game. This is um Sunday night football mm-hmm. game. So, Brill, well done on the NFL for their scheduling. This is a good one. Yep. Um, and then the final game for the week is the 3-4 and four Chiefs versus the 2-5 and five Giants. This is, this is a game that Mahomes needs to win. 
Um, so the pressure is just mounting. It's on. It's huge. The Giants are coming off a win. They beat the Panthers. No one thought they were going to. Dimes, will Daniel Jones be show up and say, hey, I'm, a, I'm as good a quarterback as Mahomes? If, if the Giants win this game, if, if they win this game, that, in my personal opinion, is the end of the Chiefs' season. So, yeah, that will pull them at three and five, and it is that's, damn that's hard to come back from that. And they're just not going to with that defense. Yeah. The Giants so, potentially are going to score a lot of points. Yeah, well, I think they've got a few guys that are questionable ready to return. So this game could be very appealing. So, I mean, we've, we've shown our two games to watch. I think this is definitely just for a spectator in terms of seeing what Mahomes does and how the Chiefs play, I think this is definitely uh, definitely one of the top ones to watch. It's going to have Third lots of eyes on it. Um, yeah. It'll be a Manning cast as well, so that'll be this. Is, so this is going to be really really good Monday night football game. So it's always yeah. nice when when Mahomes does get the center stage, is like because he is a really good quarterback. He's just not playing mm-hmm. well, so he just yeah. needs to start playing a little bit better. And just have a bit more ball security. I agree. All right, let's uh, let's then uh, carry on then to our fantasy uh, segment of the show. Uh, the injury report I'll cover first. I'll go through a few of the injuries that I've picked up over this week. So obviously we covered JJ Watt's shoulder injury, likely to get surgery. Reported by Adam Shifty, he's probably gone for the season. Dawson Knox, the tight end for the Bills, he's out for a few weeks. He has surgery on his broken hand, likely only out for two games. So this week and next week. So keep an eye on that. I think he's been obviously the top, I think he's top two tight end this season, really, if you think about it, which is kind of crazy from where he came. He was barely involved last year, and this year he's just playing out of his skin. Definitely one to watch, obviously, over the two weeks if you've got him. Uh, Nick Chubb, he was limited in practice, and he could return this week. So that's that's a huge, huge, huge bit of news for the Browns, who are struggling at the moment with injuries. TJ Hawkinson for the Lions. He was limited in practice this week. Ankle in, ankle and knee injuries. Don't know his availability. I think you would really want to monitor him and see if he pulls up okay. Uh, Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor for the Colts. Both have rib injuries and were limited in practice. I would expect both to be available this weekend unless there's any huge setbacks. T.Y. Hilton for the Colts as well was a non-participant on Wednesday. Don't feel confident in thinking that he'll play this weekend. It is a possibility, but I'd obviously monitor that injury report moving forward. Patrick Mahomes, he cleared the concussion protocol and avoided any serious damage. He is questionable, obviously, after he took that massive hit against the Titans. I think he will probably play this weekend, especially since he avoided concussion protocol, but do continue to monitor that. Uh, Josh Jacobs has a chest contusion, but they... Do say he should be fine for this weekend. I don't think you have any worry about Josh Jacobs playing. Uh, Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, Saquon Barkley, Kadarius Tony, and Kenny Galladay. All are listed as questionable for this weekend. Looks like it's a lolly scramble in terms of who's going to play. Darius Slayton is probably the only healthy wide receiver that they have, the fully healthy one. I do think a few of those guys will play this weekend, so... 
you know, it's going to be really interesting to watch that Chiefs-Giants game. I think, you know, it's going to be a very, very captivating type of game. Uh, the the Jets obviously got Flacco in. He is questionable since he wasn't able to train with the team, but I think he will play. Zach Wilson obviously is out with his injury. Uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles, Miles Sanders, he has his ankle injury mispractice. Obviously, looked pretty serious. Wouldn't be surprised if he's out for a few weeks, so do monitor that. Chase Claypool was limited in practice this week with a hamstring injury. He is listed as questionable. I think he should play, but do monitor that. Big Ben for the Steelers as well. I mean, when is he not injured? He's got a hip or and pectoral injury. He's limited in practice. He'll probably play. I mean, there's no way he doesn't play. Knowing the guy that he is, he always plays through injury. But the fact that he's always injured and injured this much, retirement doors are calling for him. I don't see him playing past this season. Uh, let's move on to the Alex Collins issue. Man has been questionable for the last two weeks for different issues. This week, he's now listed with a groin injury and is limited in practice. I think he's questionable. He should play. Although, how much stock you take into the Seahawks running game without Chris Carson and without Russell Wilson, I don't know. I just don't think they're going to be a viable option fantasy-wise. Um, OJ Howard with an ankle and Gronk with a rib injury. Obviously, his lingering injury. They're both limited in practice. So, don't be surprised to see both of them play. Cameron Braid as well, so you get a three-tight end room. Gronk will obviously get the red zone touchdown. So if he's available and he's in your team, you make sure you play him. Uh, Antonio Brown has an ankle injury. He's doubtful. And Bruce Arians is actually unsure how long he's going to take to recover. Seems like a pretty serious injury. So just continue to monitor that if you have AB. But, I mean, when he's on the field, he's an A-grade stud. So, you know, just, just make sure you're keeping an eye out for that. Um, Julio Jones for the Titans, his hamstring injury, which he has had lingering, uh, came up, obviously, you know, pulled up with him this week. He did not practice and is questionable for this game. Unsure whether he'll play. I think you should definitely keep monitoring that injury list and see how he goes. And Antonio Gibson with his shin injury, he's questionable, was limited in practice. I don't see why he doesn't play, but do be prepared for JD McKissick to take uh, a lot of the bulk of the work. Let's move on to the free agency ads. I mean, this week, there's pretty small considering we didn't have too many games, too many injuries, et cetera, et cetera. I've got about six or seven guys that I would potentially look at adding to make your team a little bit better or if you're struggling in certain areas. Uh, at the running back position, I've got Kenneth Gainwell as my number one target. Uh, Miles Sanders going down. Kenneth Gainwell should step into that lead back role and handle most of the work, the bulk of the work. And outside of that, if you, you know, maybe if you're looking at a flyer boss and Scott, he might handle the early down work. I, nobody knows, but I still think Kenneth Gainwell is a top ad. And I think you should get him if you, if he's available for you. Uh, LaVisca Sheno, I think is a good ad if he's available in your league. I think uh, Trey Lo uh, Trevor Lawrence is playing a lot better and he's really looking at connecting with LaVisca a lot more this week. Uh, as the weeks go by, I think he's a very shrewd acquisition, especially with the game that they have this weekend. Rashad Bateman, if he's available, uh, do go ahead and add him. I think he's a very explosive receiver and he should help this Ravens receiving core get better. 
Russell Gage is another guy potentially looking at picking up. I think they're using him not only in the slot, but they're using him out wide as well, which they never used to do. He was purely only a slot receiver. So I think the fact that they're using him in multiple different ways adds to his value and makes it intriguing. If you don't add him, just watch him. I think he's going to prove a lot of people that he can actually do some things. Michael Gallup, I think, is coming off IR this week. Uh, do continue to watch that, though. He might be worth an add, I think, because the Cowboys are such a highly explosive offense. And if they come up against teams that can score points, they're just going to be throwing the ball. So Michael Gallup is definitely one to watch. Um, Darius Slayton is the last guy that I have here. Obviously, the only healthy, fully healthy guy in that Giants wide receiver room. He should see a decent bit of work. If anyone else from that Giants room decides to get healthy, yeah, you can look to obviously start them but most likely they're all rostered. So Darius Slayton, probably one to pick up and see what happens. And in terms of a defense, you brought it up earlier, the Cincinnati Bengals are my number one to get defense this week. I don't think there's anyone better, and I think they're going to obviously have a hell of a game against the Jets. Joe Burrow should cook. Everyone's going to be chasing that Burrow this weekend, and I think it's going to be good news for any Bengals fan. What are your thoughts this week on any free agents or any potential uh, guys that you'd look to add defenses? A um, couple of people who, you know, just if you need someone to pick up, um, Matt Ryan's actually always a really good QB. Mm-hmm. Um, he always gets about 15 points, so that's solid. Um, Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins as well, if they're available in your guys' leagues and you need a, just a solid, you know, for a bye week or something like that. Yep. Um, they're always really good to pick up. I would have a look personally at the Falcons defense too they're playing Carolina um Falcons might not be known for their defense but Carolina is not cooking on offense so that's (laughs) definitely something to look at not at all um and even look at um the San Francisco um defense as well because they're playing the Bears um that might not be available though that's usually picked up already but that's definitely something to look at um from a flex perspective or something like that, um, just keep searching around for tight ends and that sort of thing. Keep trying to look for value there. Um, I, I see that Robert uh, Tonyan from Green Bay is rostered on a ton of leagues. Um, and for some reason, I'm not sure why, because he actually doesn't get that much like usage and that sort of thing. So it's, it's sort of just like making sure you are playing you're sort of just not going off what the past week is. You've got to really look at that consistency. Like, what what's the offense doing? What are the targets like? Um, well, I think this example, week this week for Robert Tonyan, I think is a good mm, he's a good fix. It's, it's a good pickup if if due to all the injuries and stuff like that, though. But yeah. like, it's just trying to find that consistent that consistent yeah. guy, right? You know, and that can be really hard. Um, like say for example t higgins he got 15 targets last week that's twice as many as what he usually gets so like why did that happen and all that's all that sort of stuff so yeah. you've got to look at what people were doing and also if you're just yeah just play those matchups you know who's who's going to be top on off offense offensively from a passing perspective, who's who's going to be the worst from a defensive perspective on that side as well? Like, if you've got anyone from Cincinnati at the moment, put chuck them in against the Jets. It's going to be a good play. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, that I think that uh, wraps up the Week 8 episode of the 4th and Long NFL podcast. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. 
as always, it's a pleasure to obviously deliver to you guys and give you guys the latest news and you know any advice that we can provide. Please give us a follow and I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. That's, uh, that's me signing out. All right, see you guys. Catch you on the next one. Thank you.